All right, welcome back to CBS Sports Radio. I'm Vince Quinn here with you and joining us. It's been a little while. Glad to get him back to talk a little basketball. He writes for CBSSports.com and CBS Sports HQ, Colin Ward-Henninger. Colin, what's going on? Nothing much, man. Just loving life right now. We got playoff basketball all day. It reminds me of the bubble, just sitting on the couch and watching NBA basketball from start to finish. Gotta love it. Yeah, no, it's a beautiful thing. It's the first time in a while I've been able to look at my girlfriend and be like, look, I need the TV. I need it all day. It's got to be sports. It's for work. And she's like, okay. (laughs) That's right. Luckily, my wife's at work, so I don't have to deal with that issue. (laughs) There you go. So uh, for all the work that you've been putting in today, watching all these games, what, uh, what stuck out to you so far? Oh, I mean, oh, it's been a lot. First of all, uh, that Miami Heat-Milwaukee Bucks series is going to be really good. And, you know, they have uh, the history from last year. Obviously, Milwaukee doesn't want to see a repeat of what happened in the bubble. Um, and today, the, the Heat were very, very close to winning that game. If Jimmy Butler doesn't go four for 22 from the field, I think they'd probably take that one home. So that's going to be a really tight series. The uh, overall just dominance of Luka Doncic against the Clippers, uh, I think that's probably the storyline of the night. Uh, he's, just, he's 22 years old, putting up 30-point triple-doubles, dominating down the stretch. And on the other side of that, you've got the Clippers, who have had their playoff struggles. It's supposed to be a different team, a different year. They have a bunch of new pieces, but in the fourth quarter, the collapse was the same. So that's something where we're all going to keep our eyes on there. But just a great day so far. Well, yeah, so let's get first off into the Bucks game a little bit because you have all sorts of weird Giannis stuff happen, like his arm got busted up at one point going around a screen. He's missing free throws. He had the bad defense against Butler at the end, but he still puts up numbers. Like, what do you make of playoff Giannis so far? And the free throw call, like, what, what did you make of the free throw thing? It's, it, he, he is what we think he is, right? I mean, he, he dominates during the first three quarters at times. He, he looks unstoppable. He gets into the paint. He's throwing down dunks. Uh, he still can't make free throws, and he still can't score in the half court during crunch time. And that's been Giannis's problem in the playoffs for the entirety of his career. You saw at the end of that game, who are they going to? They're going to Chris Middleton because he can dribble. He can create a shot. He can shoot. So, you know, as great as Giannis is, he's a two-time MVP for a reason, these playoff problems aren't going to go away until he either learns how to shoot, learns how to make free throws, or they develop some other way to use him offensively. But this has to be a little alarming for the Bucs. I know they won the game. Uh, Middleton made a tremendous game winner, uh, just completely contested fadeaway shot, and he's been tremendous. Uh, but Giannis can't be Giannis in, in the fourth quarters, and, and that's been a problem for the Bucks, and will continue to be unless they figure something out. Well, isn't that one of the weirdest things? Because, like, you, you mentioned Luka and what he did today, and I look at Luka and I go, you know, yeah, the guy is 22, but I can believe very easily that he is the primary player, the best player on a team that wins a championship. And I don't know if I can do that with Giannis anymore. I mean, do you still see him as that guy? Do they need, like, a player that's basically as good or better than Giannis? Like, how do you go forward as the Bucks? Well, I think, you know, he can be the best guy, but he needs to be paired with a, you know, a Jamal Murray, a perimeter player who's capable of creating his own shot. He doesn't need to be as good as Giannis is, but he needs to have someone there who can take that kind of pressure out of him. He reminds me of like a, like a Shaquille O'Neal, right? A guy who dominated for the first three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, especially back when Shaq played, you couldn't really give him the ball because they were either going to foul him or double him or whatever. Uh, and it was very difficult. He needed a Kobe Bryant. He needed a Dwayne Wade to create that offense. I think that's what Giannis is going to need. I know he, he dribbles a lot more than those guys. 
Uh, he's much more mobile than, than Shaquille O'Neal. Um, but I think he's that type of player in terms of clutch performance where he's not going to be the guy to be able to create a shot because he can't shoot the ball. And I don't think that's ever going to change. So, um, like I said, he, he can be the best player on a championship team, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be taking all those shots and creating all that offense at the end of games. Yeah, so given where the Bucks are now and, and seeing where that series plays out, do you still think they beat the Heat in this series? Did anything change for you today? I picked the Bucks in seven, and, you know, hopefully the, the home court advantage, I think, will, will play in here. I, I do think the Bucks are better than last postseason. I think the, the Drew Holiday upgrade, I mean, he showed it today. He's so much better than Eric Bud, so it's not even close on both ends of the floor. I think that's going to be really important for them. Uh, the Bucks have also started switching more on defense, where, where last year they lost to the Heat in that series, and they just kind of kept doing the same thing over and over and over. I feel like Budenholzer is, is much more willing, and the team is much more equipped to kind of switch things up defensively if they have to. So I have the Bucks in seven, but if you tell me the Heat win that series, uh, I wouldn't be that surprised. Well, yeah, I'll be horrified, though, because I'm a Sixers guy, and I want the cakewalk, Colin. I don't want the Heat next <laughs> round. <laughs> the whole thing terrifies me. Um, but, yeah, let, let's do this. And we're talking with Colin Ward-Henninger, by the way, who is a writer with CBS Sports com and CBS Sports HQ. So there's been a big fuss today about LeBron James and protocols and whether or not he should be playing because of a like sponsoring a tequila event. I, I don't know. So like what what do you make of that whole situation? Should LeBron be playing in this game tomorrow? I mean, come on. What are we, of course not <laughs> gonna James, right? Thank you. I, I mean I know it's a topic and people are gonna be up in arms saying, Hey, other players got suspended or other players had to, to sit out, you know, ten to fourteen days when they were exposed. But you know what the NBA came up with this excuse was that it was a, a a vaccinated event and those who weren't vaccinated were wearing masks or, or whatever the reasoning was. Um so he just got kind of a reprimand, which they say that they've done with other players, so it's possible that that's true. Um, obviously, with LeBron James, things are going to be blown up a little bit more than maybe some of the other players. So, uh, I, you know, I, I don't think he should be suspended or have to miss the game. Um, and it, it, it's just an odd story to come out. I think uh, some reporters maybe dug in a little bit and found it, and then the NBA had to come out with a response. Yeah, it, it was a really weird thing. It's just like, yeah, are, are you going to really, like, the, the bar of ridiculousness that it would take to suspend LeBron James <laughs> from a playoff game would have to be, like, through the roof. So I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page with that. I just thought the whole thing was totally ridiculous. Um, let, let's go then to the actual series because they're playing the Suns, and, and what do you think of that whole matchup? Whew, that's going to be a tough matchup. First of all, poor Suns, man. I mean, they, they have a surgeon <laughs> season, second best record in the NBA. Chris Paul is an MVP candidate. They look great. And, and what's your reward for the two seed? You got to play LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the defending champions in the first round. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it's going to be tough. Uh, I think that the Lakers play a style of basketball, getting in the paint. Uh, their, their defense is tremendous. That is going to be difficult for the Suns to play against. Um, but we don't know what the Lakers look like. I think all of us are kind of just falling back onto what we saw last year in the bubble because that's all we really have because LeBron and AD have been out for so much of this season. So, uh, you know, I picked the Lakers in that series uh, again in seven, but, uh, you know, uh, the Suns could come out. They're a really, really good team. They're well-coached. They're disciplined. They have Chris Paul. 
And we don't know what type of LeBron James we're going to see in that playing game against the Warriors. In the first half, he looked terrible. He couldn't move. He couldn't jump. He was getting blocked by Andrew Wiggins. Then in the second half, particularly the third, fourth quarter, he starts putting his head down, going to the basket. He looks like the old LeBron James getting to the line. Of course, he makes that dagger three-pointer when he was seeing three rims, apparently. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we don't know if that's which, which type of LeBron James we're going to see is my point. So um, I, I think we're all just kind of going back to, hey, he's the best player in the series. The Lakers, if LeBron James and Anthony Davis are healthy, are probably the best team. Let's just go with them. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, as much as we've got all of this playoff basketball going on, you have the play-in going into the playoffs. And so what did you think of the play-in just as a whole? And what did you think of that Warriors-Grizzlies uh, matchup the other night? Yeah, I love the play-in. I, I think it was a complete success. I think it, it kind of energized the last you know six weeks of the regular season, which tends to kind of be a slog and, and a lot of tanking, and a lot of resting. Uh, some teams had reasons to play for something. The Wizards are a great example of that. You know, they were in a position where maybe if they were at that point during the season, they just would have gone the other direction and started tanking. But since they were within sight of the play-in, they were like, let's go for it. And suddenly, you know, they end up with the eight seed. So uh, I think that was a total success. Uh, the playing games, I think, were tremendous. I, I was fortunate enough to go to the one uh, in, in, I keep wanting to say in Oakland. It's in San Francisco. Oh, man, that must have been one. crazy in there. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it, they were actually uh, 7,500 fans. They, they pretty much almost doubled the attendance uh, based on the local statutes. They were allowed to let in more people. And they had vaccinated sections. So it was actually, you know, fans clumped together not all spread out uh the place was rocking it was crazy um i've only been to a few games this year but that was you know fortunately i was able to get to that one um it, it was a great game the the grizzlies are, are a really good team i think they're going to surprise some people in the first round particularly people who haven't seen a lot of them this season john morant was obviously incredible but their team is so deep they bring in guy after guy after guy who are just like really really good nba players and dylan brooks if donovan mitchell uh, does play. He says he says he will play. Dylan Brooks is going to be all over him. The guy is just stuck to Steph Curry like glue for both the games I saw. So um, yeah, overall the play has been great, and I think uh, people should really look out for the Grizzlies in the playoffs here. All right. So yeah, and I loved seeing that. By the way, I'm just such a huge John Morant fan. So to see him get into the playoffs this year is like yes, man. Like go. You know, as much as I dig the Warriors and all, it's just like get them, Jaws. So I, I love seeing it. But last thing for you, Colin. We're talking with Colin Ward Henninger from CBS Sports and CBS Sports HQ. Who do you think right now, beginning of the playoffs, who do you got winning it all? Well, I actually had to turn in my picks. They're up on CBSSports.com if anybody's interested, oh, along with the go. other writers that we have. Um, I went with the Nets. I, I know. I, I back, I, I'm a coward. I, I didn't go out on a limb. <laughs> uh, I, at the end of the day, I, there are so many question marks for me across the league. I'd say, you know, probably the, the 76ers and the Nets are the teams with the fewest question marks to me, and, and eventually uh, I think the talent just wins out, uh, particularly what I saw in their first game against Boston. Look, they were just awful in the first half, right? They, they could not score. None of the big three were making their shots. Suddenly in the third quarter, they're like, oh, okay, we have Kevin Durant. Oh, he's good. We have Kyrie Irving. He's pretty good. They're going out of the game. James Harden's going to take control of the offense. So watching that, watching the way that they played defense was really inspiring. 
that was kind of the only question mark about this Nets team heading into the playoffs is was there, were they going to be able to defend at a high enough level to win the championship? Obviously, they're playing a banged-up Celtics team that's not the most offensively potent, but they looked really good. Uh, I, I just think the talent is going to be overwhelming. The biggest question to me with them is whether they can stay healthy. Hopefully they do. I hate to see any injuries in the playoffs. And if they do stay healthy, I, I think they have the best chance of winning the title. All right, well, you have a terrible pick about who's going to come out of the East, but otherwise, I think it was a great conversation. (laughs) Sixers, baby, we're doing it. This is the year, Colin. I'm telling you right now. But uh, I've always appreciated your time, man. It's been good catching up with you, talking some NBA. Make sure you follow him, Colin Ward-Henninger. He's at ColinCBSSports on Twitter, writing for CBSSports.com and CBS Sports HQ. Colin, thanks so much, man. Of course. Appreciate you having me.